Tim, here we are again. As promised, we're not leaving it as long now because we're past that horrible thing called, I can't even remember what it was called anymore. I'm not Can sure you? what it was, Mark. Something it, about it, stupid 19? It's still around, but <laughs> it certainly is a lot less um, talked about now, isn't it? I think we're just going to live with it, Tim. But it is good to be back. And I think we've got a couple of questions today, Tim. Mark, we have got two questions. <laughs> two. People are back listening. They've, they've come out of their slumber and they're sending in questions. How good is that? It's not just because we were away for so long, Tim. It's just that they're, oh, that's fantastic. Legitimate questions. So do we just get straight in? Well, we, they don't want to hear our waffle, do they? No, I don't think so. So no. let's let's get straight in. You had a really interesting question. Good question for you, Mark. Is... I've got my property rented, leased out. I want to sell it. What does this mean for me as the owner? And if I'm the tenant, what does this mean for me? They're really good questions. And in this new act, it's actually changed a bit, Tim. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that people always used to worry about um, is how do I get people through? How do I talk to the tenant? And I suppose there's a few different things here too. It depends on how long the lease is to go. The first thing that should be recognised is that if there is a lease in place, it's still valid. Whether it's sold or yep. not, the lease goes Okay, on. well, let's just, in this scenario, let's assume the property is worth, I don't know if this matters, but the property is worth $400,000 and it's got their six-month into a 12-month lease. Yeah. So the first part is that the you're actually buying the house and you're buying the tenancy. That's the first part. Now, there's been a change in the Act which gets around a little bit of why should a tenant allow people through. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, they might think, well, what's it got to do with me? It's, it's been alleviated a little bit because it, you have to admit for a tenant, if you're looking at it from a tenant's point of view, it's an inconvenience because yeah, I'm living in a place and I'm, you know, what, why should I bother? Why should I care about getting the property ready? Yep. And that's been in the past an issue. So one of the things is now they'll get paid for every inspection. So the oh, yeah. first thing you need to tell a vendor is in the marketing budget, yeah. and if we use your example, they'd be paid $30. So when you say paid, I assume they have a reduction in their rent. It can such. be done either way, but generally the rule of thumb is that they would be get, they'd get a credit for that amount, which yeah. would go against their rent. Yeah, so it's not always $30. Though, no, it, it's so. pursuant to the cost of the property. But if yeah. you're talking about something of 400000 or if it's, not that you can find it anymore, if it was 300000 it'd still yeah. be that $30. That's where it starts. Yeah, so it's roughly around $30 for each inspection. So what an inspection, if I have three people through at once, is that one inspection or three? That's one inspection. Okay, so one time slot as such yeah but what that yeah. really means though is that there's something for the tenant who has to get out of their way to do it the other thing of course you would always talk to the tenant about is that if the property is being sold and you want to stay on you might not be happy about the property being sold as a tenant mm -hmm. you might think but i plan to live here for the next five years mm -hmm. And the bonus for them of playing ball and helping us out, and yes, they get this little bit of an inducement, is that then they present themselves well to remain in the property at the next lease period once it's over. Yeah. So, Mark, in that case, can the tenant, if I put my property on the market and the tenant's still got six months to go, by me putting it on the market, does that allow them to then just end the lease or not? Really good question. So you have to actually give them a notice to sell. 
which is okay. again new. So that gets them the opportunity that they actually can counter to leave the property because they might say, I, I wasn't informed about the property being on the market. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. That's not the usual thing that happens, but yep. you, you must be ready for it. And when, you, when you're thinking about selling a, a tenanted property, you must think that I'm now giving the option for those people to leave. Yep. Conversely, if they wish to stay, there's nothing that means that they have to leave. So that lease is still pursued for the whole six months. Okay. What about, Mark, if I had a said, when the tenant moved in, I said, look, I do plan to sell this in the next 12 months. I told them that in writing, then I put it on the market. They wouldn't be able to leave then, I assume, would they? They've been given fair warning. So yep. the thing is, the thing to say to any vendor is if you think your lot might be in a position where you might want to sell in the next 12 months, you're better off telling them at the start. Yep. But knowing that going forward, usually the tenant has a lot of, a lot of reasons to actually help. Yeah. And look, most, most tenants are really good, but... Again, same scenario, Mark. If I put my house on the market, can the tenant refuse inspections? They can to a point. Okay. So, again, if we're talking about the best way to do it, when you're looking at your promotion schedule, you would sit down with the tenant mm -hmm. and you would say to them, when does it suit you? And, and I think a good rule of thumb is if you put the property on the market and expect it to have inspections in that first week, yep. the tenant has every right to tell you to... <laughs> you're not coming through. Yeah. So ha having marketed tenanted properties, and I'm sure you have as well, a good rule of thumb is to talk to them and say, if we get photos, say, next week, would you be happy to have people come through the following week? Yeah. So that you actually plan it with them. Uh, the best idea is to get some windows of when they're happy for it to happen. Yeah. I, and if you don't do that, they're likely to say no. I think most... I don't sell a lot of tenanted properties, but when I do, I like to normally... Two times. So maybe a Saturday because, you know, like a Saturday open home traditionally and then maybe one time during the week. And I think you're right. If you work with them, then normally it's a lot. It's the good old-fashioned thing. If you'd like to be communicated to, I think you yep. find your tenant does too. I think the thing to realise in these situations is their home. They're yep. actually living there. It's their home. They should have the right to have yep. some input. Most tenants are usually pretty good once you start talking to them. The only time you generally have a problem is when you break that bond and you try and do something that you shouldn't. Having said that, if they totally refuse, mm. uh, you can, you can with a notice, still have inspections. But again, you'll have to have the period of time. You'll have to have the. Yeah. It'll have to be in writing. There is varying things. And generally, if you've got to that position, you're not in a strong position yeah, to sell the it's, property. It's normally got a little messy. But to go right back to the start, Mark. So, but when. Let's say I hadn't thought about selling my house and now I have. I have to give the tenants notice before even photos happen. Absolutely. You cannot t do the photos until they've been served the right notice. Yeah. And then that notice has a time period yep. of which, which again makes sense. And so that they can get ready for you yep. to have photos. And I think, is it something like seven or 10 days or something? Is that right? I should well, know. Can, but... Look, it can be 30 days in real terms that, okay. that you can do. Yep. Um, you can do earlier by agreement. Most times yep. that would be the case. Yeah, most of the time. Most, most times are fine. Another question, Mark, is um, I go to, you know, put photos on and the tenant said, I don't want photos of my house and my personal belongings. So again, it comes back to the same point. You're better off talking to them, giving them, giving yep. them the time and saying, 
look, if there's anything that you don't want photographed, because it'll be things like kids' photos that people might not yep. want, or it might be a certificate which has their name on that they've got yep. on the wall, might be the club they support. But whatever it is, they need to have the option to be able to remove those so that they're there. But in essence, yes, they can refuse a particular photo. Yep. You do then have the likes of blurring it out so they can't mm -hmm. see. But as we all know, photos are very important for the sale of property. Mm. So you would like, you're better off to have that talk right at the start and say, look, if you've got any personal photos that you don't want to be shown, because once they go on the internet, as we all know, they never really come off. We could yeah. say they do, but if somebody's clever enough, they can find them. Just take the personal stuff down. It's, yeah. it's, it's a sensible thing to have the chat and say, you know, if you don't want your kids in the in, in the photos that go online, please, can you have them brought down prior to the photos? Yeah. Mark, it's, I mean, most tenants are good. We've all probably, if anyone's been a real estate agent, sold a property with a tenant who wasn't <laughs> so flexible and it's not much fun. But my advice to clients is where they can, and I know it's not always that easy and, you know, cash flow and things, but where they can, wait till the property's vacant present it how you want to present you might get it staged you guys know furniture and i really think the difference can be you know somewhere between 10 and 15 percent of the sale price of what you get tenanted and, and purely because you can you can do inspections whenever want whatever you want you can work in with people you can present it how you want you're not worried about the 30 dollars here and there and all those sorts of things buyers can go through with more ease because you know it, it can feel awkward going through a property when A, the tenant's there or it's got their staff. You don't really want to look through things properly. So where people can, I think if they can reduce, get themselves to a point where the tenant's vacant, present it how they want, they'll get a much better I result. suppose the most important thing, sometimes a property is purely just going to be a property that's going to sell to investors. In that case, it's probably not as important, but I think you're right for every other occasion. But it brings up another point, and that is that you can't, you can't just kick somebody out to sell the property. You would need to have an authority. If you're going to do improvements, you'd have to have a contract that those improvements are going to be. Otherwise, you have no reason to actually have them vacate the property. Yes. So, yes. again, it's about getting yourself organised. Yeah, that's why I think you wait to the end of the lease that naturally ends and then you go, right, now might be a good time. But to even do that, because a lease, if you haven't given the right notice, mm -hmm. the lease doesn't end. It yep. moves to a month-to-month -month scenario. So you need to give the right vacate notice. Mm -hmm. So you, if you're planning to do that at the end of lease, you need to do an end of lease vacate notice. And if they dispute it at all, a, having an authority which states what it's going to be or a contract will mean that you're in a much better position for the property to be vacated. Okay. Uh, that's sort of, this, this isn't one of the questions, but it sort of flies in it, Mark. Let's say I am the buyer of that property. How does, and the tenants in there for six months, day one, how do I get rent or where do they pay it to or how does, what happens there? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. They would need to get an authority generally with an agent so that once they take over the property, yep. and clearly that's something that I would do in our business is contact them and say that, look, we want you to be paid rent. We just need an authority to take the rent and the bank account to pay it in. You need to be thinking about those sort of things. In the case of we've got six months to go, you yep. will become a landlord. You have no, no option than to become a landlord. Yep. Um, 
So you need to be in place, and most people aren't going to want to do it themselves, especially with the new act, for good reason. Mm-hmm. So it's about thinking about that, and before the end of before it settles, you'd want to have that documentation in place. Yeah. So essentially, what happens on settlement day is there'll be an adjustment of the rent made because you know it won't end on exactly when they're paid up till. So it might end on Wednesday. So that might be two thirds of the you know two out of the seven days of the week. So they go, right, that's the previous owner's rent. Your rent starts from here. If you're staying with the same agency, the tenant just keeps paying as per normal. If you change agencies, have the tenant would have to pay it to a new Yeah, account. in essence, yep. it's the same as rates. So yep. if you think about um, solicitor would generally do a settlement of rates and they'll work out how much of the rates is proportioned to whichever One. party, it's exactly the same. If in, in a lot of cases it'll be the same agent. Sometimes it'll yep. be a different agent. They might have they might have an agreement with somebody else. But if it's yep. the same agent, it's generally done um, in the business. So of that agency. So yep. in our case, if it was something that we were selling and we were retaining management, we would do that. So as as soon as we got the set, um, the settlement notice, that's where that line in the sand is drawn, and the funds are distributed either way. If it's by a separate agent. It's generally handled by the solicitor or the uh, or the conveyance of that. So again, it's having that thing organised because you don't want it to get there and not know who's doing that settlement. Yeah, we say it a lot on this uh, show or podcast, Mark. It's be organised, get the proper advice from your conveyance, or you know, speak to the agent. Like in terms of you know selling a property and you know when you should do it and all those things and when the lease is up. If you have a good relationship with your property manager, there are things that A, they should be asking you, or B, they can certainly guide you through that yeah, process. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's a few other things that come to that point as well, Tim. Sometimes if we've got a situation where there's a tenant in there and it's offered for with a tenancy and and or vacant possession, yes. if you're buying a property vacant possession, you need that in the, st- in the, in the contract. <laughs> yes. Because there's many occurrences where... The notice is not given because the vendor wants to hang on to the rent mm. as long as they can. The person thinks they're about to move in, but if there's been no vacate notice, the tenant's mm. in their right to stay there and you'll become forcibly a landlord for a period of time until that vacate notice Correct. can be done. And so, And again, the right notice has to be done. So if it's not in the contract and therefore given... Don't assume that you're going to get a vacant possession property because you won't. Yes, exactly. And don't think that if it is tenanted and, and you know you can just move in 30 days later because they'll be out, that, that hasn't been a long long enough time for the notice. So again, that comes down to communication with the agent and also with your conveyance or solicitor. That they're things that they should be asking, well, you're buying this, you're buying to move in, is it is it this? Like the agent should as well, but hopefully someone... There's oh, been so. plenty that I've known about, and I'm not suggesting which agencies around town, but there are some that clearly have the communication isn't there. The person's yeah. purchased something, they're a, they're a landlord they don't realise. Another tip for people buying a property that say it is vacant, say it's you know, unoccupied or vacant or whatever, you'll have vacant possession when you buy it, but you want to lease it out. A good good tip is um, to put in the contract if you can negotiate as part of your purchase is that you can advertise that property up for lease prior and if you can have access to the sales photos because that always causes some problems down the track because you can't get photos if you don't have possession so Mm. you need to have got that and that needs to be right at the offer stage yes at the offer stage that i'm buying this property um, i want 
to be able to have the ability to show somebody through, not everybody, not, yeah. not open house, but at least a successful person through, um, and I need the photos. And if they say no, well then, at that point, that's just part of negotiation. You can decide to proceed, not proceed, adjust your offer accordingly, whatever. Well, the but, vendors in their yeah. rights to say that, no, you've purchased the property, you'll have to wait um, until yeah. it's settled before I'm going to get there. But it is important to actually have all that up front. There's, there's been plenty of times where people have thought that or may, maybe the agent said, oh, yeah, you know, no, that'll be fine, don't worry about it. And then it gets to the pointy end and it's like, actually, you can't come through because we're trying to pack and, no, we've paid for these photos, you can get your own. And, and there are copyright issues for photos. You need to know who yeah. owns the photos and you can't assume that you can get others taken because you can't get into the property to get them taken. Yes. What about releasing properties mark my my tenants are about to move out and i want to release it do i use the old photos do i have to get new ones do i need their permission what happens with that yeah it's a really good point again it comes down to owning those photos so you may have gained permission to use them one time only okay so again that you you need the ownership for you to use for the next yeah. time is also part and parcel of that. Yeah. Um, there is some circumstances where people have been in a situation where the, the photos are being used again and the person who owns the photos being the vendor of the sale the previous time said, no, 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 I, I gave you the ability to use them once. Not ongoing. So it, it is important. You need to think about it on a copyright situation. It is somebody owns the image do you have the right to use the image? And I suppose a little bit like when you put a property up for sale, if I've got a tenant in there and I just said, okay, I'll go get some more photos, same thing with their personal things and stuff. It's a communication that it, in some ways they could say no, but if you work together, you should be okay. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And the same thing is there's, there's always the second question. One, do you mind if we take photos? Yeah. Two, do you mind if we continue to use those photos once you're gone? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have the second one, you still can't use the photos. Down the track. And it's a, having been an ex-performer in the past life, I'm very, very conscious that you your image is your own and yes. any image that you have taken or owned is your own. Your, so, your image is very unique too. It is very <laughs> unique and there's some old there's some old ads and that running around which has me looking very unique indeed too. Yes, that's is. for another story, but was, it is very and, important. And I suppose we've touched on, Mark, today maybe, you know, 99% of the time all things go smooth, but it's these little bits that can catch you out from time to time. But... Speaking of time, I don't think we've got time for question two, Mark. That oh. might have to be next week, I think, because I'm thinking about it and it's probably a... It could it go on for a while. probably as long as this one. Look, I think, I think, though, what you're saying there is there's not ever a circumstance where you ask too many questions. No. And there's never a circumstance when you're putting forward an offer if you want something that you're not mentioning it. And I don't mean mention it. I mean put it in writing as yeah. part of your offer. This is what I plan to do. Yeah. This is what I need from you yeah. in agreement at that point in time. Yeah, it's small things, Mark. Even this is a little bit off topic too, but if you buy a property, a really good cause to add in, now everyone's going to do this on the property to be selling, but will. a really cause to add in that um, you'll be provided with a set of keys to every lock because there's a lot of people 
They don't lock their house. They don't have keys. You get to settlement. The owner goes, where's the keys? I go, well, here's one to this door. What about the rest? Well, we never actually had them. And it just gets awkward and messy. And, and there's another clause that I think, and again, we're probably giving them tips here, Tim. Yes. But if the property's vacant, the chances are it might not have power on. So by the time they get to that final inspection, they don't know if anything works. Well, and even if so they you check it at the final that inspection, that's too late. They need to... That's right. Yeah. So again, you need to have a clause in there to say that all... Unless specified that it's in non-working condition, and you need to know about that, and the agent should tell you if an air conditioner is there and it doesn't work, it's expected that it should work. But if you don't have it in the contract, then it's did you get told you need it in there that all appliances will be in working order? Yeah, if it's if there's you can't check it upon the inspection. Yeah, that's right. And I and it, I actually think Tim, it should be there at all times. Wow. Nothing. There are there has been circumstances where it was working. And settlement could be 60 days later, and you don't know when a hot water surface is going to blow. Yeah, it's, guess it's definition. I've had one in my history where I had a big fight on the, on the, on the for purchaser's behalf regarding a hot water surface that was not working, that was working at the time, and in the end it was between two solicitors, it got really messy. Depends on your definition of working order, doesn't it, Mark? Well, anyway, working order means that's... you should be able to get hot water out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in that case, that might be okay. But, but, I, but um... I think it brings that point is that not not to be scared to actually say these are the circumstances I want. Yeah, it is It is the flip side of that though, Mark, and I had a conversation with someone this, this morning is, you know, she wanted a building inspection. She said, I'm worried about putting one in because the market's so strong. You get two offers, one's, mine's got building inspection, one doesn't. Every condition you add in somewhat detracts from your offer. But I think if they're reasonable conditions, most people go, yeah, well, we've got keys and things are going to work. My, so that's I don't think they're going to be worried about whether an appliance work or keys. Yeah. They might worry about a building inspection because they think, what are they going to find? Yeah. Because we all know that there's different levels of building inspection mm. as well. And there are some that seem to have to justify what they're putting in there and they're yeah. going to find something and not everybody understands that there's no perfect house. Well, at least we've got completely off topic, Mark. So we have. We've done that beautifully. But, but it still yeah, comes back to the one thing. It's about having all of the things that you might want talked yeah. about and allocated. Well, I well, there, you snuck your word in late, Mark. I like <laughs> that. But uh, I think maybe we leave... No, I think we'll leave question number two. Mate, I think so, time. because otherwise we're going to be very boring we'll, to people. And we'll do it again far. soon. Now, um, the underground. So I heard the underground, whilst I'm sure we're still immensely popular down there, um, Bitcoin's the buzz down on the ground. Bitcoin's the buzz. There's Bitcoin this and Bitcoin that. So I have no idea what the price is doing. I think it goes up and down a lot. Mate, I can tell you that neither has a paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> no, we're not. Not yet anyway. <laughs> Although I might so. not mind because I think it's doing okay. Although I, I did have a drop the other day. Well, if it goes too well, they probably will lose our listeners. They won't be at work. Will yeah, that's right. They'll all, be, they'll all give it up. <laughs> yeah, they'll all be, all be on their yacht overseas. So, but, yeah. you know, look, one of the things about today's podcast, Tim, is it was great to have a question. So we've got another one there, which we'll which we will get to next time. But don't be afraid to put your question in. Um, if we don't know, we'll find out, and hopefully we do know Tim most times. Yeah, we'll have a guess anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, that'll just about do. That's Tim, good, uh, Mark. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was a good question too, Tim. I, yes. I would have liked to have given you credit, yeah, but I absolutely know it wasn't you with that no, question. It, it was somebody else. Yes, it was. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Tim. Till next time. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs>